Coming to you live from the city of Atlantis. Despite being lost to the sea, Atlantis is the perfect place for one-off adventures and hooking up with mermaids. You gotta see that place. And the mermaid puss. And this is Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Travis. Did I, did I, did I wake you up early, Brandon? Like, are you, are you there? Can you, are you with me? Yeah, I, I, I am, I am here. Just, you know, just really trying to. Hello, everybody. This is Brandon. Issues. Uh, for... it's, 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 it's a new common theme with the show, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> welcome, everybody, to Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. We're so happy we could have you here. Uh, we have been battling through what, what is almost an hour now of technical difficulties, but hopefully we have a, a video version of the podcast that will be available to uh, the currently one patro- patron on Patreon that, that, that we're doing this for. But uh, for you, the audio listener, fear not. We, we use a separate audio equipment for, for recording, and, and you should get the sultry sounds of our voices coming through sultry your, sounds. I don't know, your ear pods or your high-definition noise-canceling headphones, whatever you use to listen to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe, it's a, it, maybe it's a hi-fi cassette player on, on your classic Okay, 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 car. okay. We get, we get it. We get it. I'm the I'm the one who's supposed to get distracted and talk <laughs> a long time about nothing. Uh, thank you everyone for for listening. We have we have a show. We have a show. It is a show for you today. Uh, but let's let's get the social media stuff out of the way. I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it because it's right here. And I'm the one who made. Since we're 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 getting things Rick, we're, we're switching land. roles. <laughs> yeah, there's a mix up. Twitter at Rick and Morty Pod. Uh, you can hit us up over on our our subreddit Rick and Morty Podcast dot Facebook, Rick and Morty Podcast, Rick and Morty Podcast at gmail.com. Send us those emails. We'd love those emails. Hey, we got some merch over on that T public exclamation point as Travis put in the show notes. www.apatheticenthusiasm.com slash shop. Also, Patreon. Hey, we have some rewards out there. Fantastic rewards. Just the greatest rewards, the best rewards. You can we have the best you, rewards. You Everyone can find so. <laughs> you can find that at www.patreon.com slash Rick and Morty pod. Uh, we, we have something kind of special for Well, it's not special really. So we're, we are uh, working with blazing caribou studios. We've, we've uh, our fellow podcasters. We've done a few things with them before, but we are doing a podcasters unite event tomorrow, September 12th, 2 PM to 2 AM Eastern. We are on one to two a.m. Eastern. So, if you are bored, uh, we are trying to raise money for hurricane relief um, and teaming up with some fellow podcasters for that. But that 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 is it. That's that is our social media stuff. You did it, Brandon. I'm so proud of you. It, mm. uh, you did such a great job. Uh, mm. But I'm not letting you off the I'm not letting you off the hook quite yet because <laughs> as soon as we're done talking about social media, it's time for semi pertinent news. You know, I feel like the I like you just keep making music until you see that I'm laughing, and then you're like, "All right, we got it. All right, there's the song." <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's that's my that's my that's my gauge. Yeah, you're like, am, "Am I doing it right?" Okay, yeah. Uh, he's trying to silently laugh. On the other end of the microphone, I, I, guess, I guess we got one. Uh, all right, folks. First up in semi-pertinent news, 
Uh, we got some more merch. Merch available this week. Uh, new from McFarland Toys. The Rick and Morty construction sets have finally been released in stores. Uh, I think they're only available in GameStops or maybe, and then you probably buy them online somewhere. Yeah. But they definitely didn't have it at the Target I went to yesterday. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited because the sets they include they have like they have we ha- they have all the favorites right. Antimize Johnson, the classics, Scary Terry, and Discreet Assassin, uh, Crumbopulous Michael. I yeah, think, I found I think... it interesting that they didn't include his actual name, Crumbopulous Michael. They just call him Discreet Assassin. <laughs> um, I don't know if like. I don't understand why they didn't have like the name or maybe they just wanted to make it more generic. And mm. I don't know. So you could imagine any discreet assassin that may exist in the multiverse or, uh, or, or, or for like a marketing thing, they're like, ah, no one's going to know how to pronounce this. Let's just, just, just say discreet assassin. Crom bomb, palm, plum. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Buy, buy him, buy him the guy with the ants in the eyes. Do that. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm on the lookout for some of these, uh, construction sets. I'd love to have some set up here in the old office, and uh, yeah, it's, they they're uh, cool. They're, it's a it's a little bit different. It's it's a, it's a blend between Legos and other branded merchandise. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I will probably try. I'm not going to do the search like you did. I'll probably just order them online <laughs> uh, alongside alongside the the Rick and Morty coloring book. I want to get that as well. That, that's out. I, I, I got I got my eyes set on the old uh, the art book, which is which uh, is dropping this month. So you know me and my arts, Brandon, my I, arts I, and farts and crafts, <laughs> fart jokes, <laughs> and from Wet Hot American Summer. All right, all right, all right. Uh, uh, oh, you you okay? That's a pause. Hey, uh, go ahead, go ahead, Travis. Uh, next up in news, we have uh, a, another good news story. We talked about. Our attempt at a fundraiser later this week, but uh, the good folks over at the H3 podcast got uh, Justin Roiland and who was it, Alex Hirsch? Yeah, yeah, uh, that's right. And, right. and uh, they all got together to raffle off some awesome prizes in uh, an attempt to raise money for Harvey Relief. And at the point when I wrote the show notes, they'd raised over $200,000, so... Really awesome job. It was it was a an extended live stream that they did. I think the raffles might still be open as of the time that we're recording this. Yeah. But if you're listening to this, you may want to rush out if you didn't get a chance to enter because those should be closing pretty soon. Uh, really cool stuff. They they raffled off uh, some bottles of Szechuan sauce, mm-hmm. some exclusive mm-hmm. merch, a bunch of signed stuff, a Squanch Tendo T-shirt. Uh, yeah, they some, had some, some cool Gravity, Gravity Falls stuff. Yeah. 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 Some really bitchin' Gravity Falls stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was like a giant like uh, <laughs> statue and all kinds of stuff. But really yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, there was a video going around. Uh, I think somebody donated a large sum of money, and then uh, they had to do a prank call on the podcast. And so <laughs> Justin Royland did a prank call of the the mega church down there that that was getting a bunch of flack for for not opening their doors during the storm. Right, uh, and so yep. he called their prayer line as Rick, and there was a a pretty hilarious conversation that took place. If you haven't got a chance to listen to it, go check it out. I would happily accept a uh, prank call from Rick. I think that would be that'd be fun times. Anytime Rick wants to call in on the podcast, hit us up. 
Yeah, I would, I would, I would concur with that. Uh, he just let you know he will not be helping us and Blazing Caribou out. No, uh, that's he is he has not agreed to do that whatsoever. <laughs> no, uh, but it'll be me and Travis, and and that will be fantastic. But uh, great, great job over there for the H three podcast. You know, raising that money's yeah, that money's dough. Yeah. All right, folks, that's it for semi pertinent news. It's now time to discuss the episode that many are calling their favorite of the season, if not the series. It's time for the main thing. It's the main thing. I'm holding my ear because I got to get the, the the note right, right? And I'm doing like the little Z thing, <laughs> like the, yeah, the singers like, do. Like all the like all the pop stars do with their hand when they. It's do survival this. in the main thing, baby. When you <laughs> live from day to day. That there you go. That's uh, that's some Joe Walsh. That's that's Look. Joe Walsh before uh, before he recorded with the Eagles because you know he recorded it with by himself before for the movie The Warriors. You know The Warriors. We reviewed that before. So it, this I think this was the the Eagles version. But you know whatever. Let's not get let's not get it confused. Yeah. Let's let's not get it twisted. Uh, <laughs> all right, folks. Uh, what an episode we have to discuss with you today. The the Rick Lantis mix-up, written by Dan Gutterman and Ryan Ridley, and directed by Dominic Polsino. Pol- Polsino? I, I w- I'm not good with pronunciation. I would, uh, you know, for for names, we'll just go this route. Uh, I will go with Dan Guterman. Guterman. And, Gutterman. And Guts? Dominic Polcino. That's what I'll I'll do. All right. Uh, Guts. And, Gotta have him. And for in Unity, let us know which which of those is right. <laughs> Let it tweet at us your favorite pronunciation. I'm just going <laughs> to go with first names from now on. So Dan, uh-huh. Ryan, and Dominic, great job on the episode. Yes. Uh, and as some may have speculated, not exactly about Atlantis. They had promoted for the two weeks because we had had the break last week that Rick and Morty would be traveling to Atlantis. But they pulled the old Atlantis diversion trick. And while our C-137 Rick and Morty enjoyed a one-off adventure in Atlantis... We are instead treated to the Tales from the Citadel, where social issues abound, and we finally catch up with a fan favorite, Evil Morty, or Eyepatch Morty, whatever you want to call this little guy right up here. <laughs> I, I, would, I, would call him, I would call him Evil Morty. I think that's the, that's the preferred nomenclature for our, our young evil friend. Is that, is that how the kids are, are saying it over on the boards, over on the, on the <laughs> message boards that they're, that they're blogging on? Yeah, over over like in in all the comp like, let me I'll just say this about this episode, I've seen more, uh, more talking in in the comments and in the in the Reddit than I've seen for a lot of the episodes this season because it 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 the the serialization I think and the what it means for the Rick and Morty universe is is pretty it's pretty interesting stuff and and. Well, I mean, we'll get into it the more we talk about this episode, but this this episode is, it's the most cinematic episode, I think, of Rick and Morty ever. I'll throw that out there. Yeah, yeah, I I think you're right. I mean, from the uh, sort of the opening montage where we get the, the title sequence and, you know, the music playing and there's like a montage of scenes from throughout the Citadel as people are headed off to work and, and doing their day-to-day jobs and living out there citadel lives it 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 really had like a different initial feel and then as it moved through and we got to learn more and more about really like almost four different storylines 
uh, and, and different scenarios going on throughout the Citadel. It was, it was really interesting, and, and the repercussions obviously uh, can be very huge going forward throughout the rest of the, the season and, and possibly the series. So, Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, Brandon, you, you thought it would be a good idea to break this down by the, the different storylines that took place in the Citadel, and you gave them clever nicknames. So I will allow you to start us <laughs> off with our, with our first segment. All right, the, the first segment, uh, we're, we're going with what, what Ryan Ridley hasn't liked. Uh, we, are, we are naming each of these segments after Rick. Uh, Rick puns. So first, <laughs> first up, Ricking Day. And yeah. we're going to be, we're talking about the, the training day ish story. Uh, we're basically a rookie cop. Rick is hanging out with a, a rugged, rugged veteran Morty cop. Uh, yeah. So, so, so Travis, like what, like, uh, do you want to do, you, how do you want, how do you want to do this? Travis, do you want to go through it and, and describe well, it? I mean, I mean, most, most of the folks listening to this episode, uh, or listening to this podcast, have seen the episode. I, I don't think we have to get into uh, too many specifics about uh, like what happened, but there were some really interesting things. Uh, I felt like this bit of the storyline really dealt a lot with how Mortys on the Citadel, uh, specifically Rickless Mortys, mm-hmm. uh, became sort of the uh, the the seedy underbelly of the Citadel. Like the most of the crime that 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 took place in the Citadel was because of Morty's who didn't have a, uh, when they weren't, when they weren't a sidekick, they were just left kicking sides, I think is, is what the <laughs> cop Morty, Morty said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. And so there were a lot of really interesting things here. I, I liked the sort of switching roles that we got where instead of the Rick in this situation being the experienced person that was sort of leading things, we had a more experienced Morty, that that took a Rick under his wings. I thought that was a really interesting change of pace. What what did you think about that? Uh, yeah, uh, the uh, training day uh, references abound. I, I always I, I also thought of like a Copland a little bit colors, uh, which had Robert Duvall, Sean Penn, and Dennis Hopper, and uh, like all of that. The this is a point I want to bring up later when we go get through all of them, but like using this this kind of trope this cliche like it, it really it really helped us to like explore this this underbelly this like this gangland-esque morty morty town i'll, I'll throw a chinatown reference in there as well <laughs> um you know the whole just like why is it why is there crime and it's establishing something that we'll see later in the episode you know using this as a means to take advantage of a situation and and all these poor, displaced, socially inept uh, Mortys who all wear yellow shirts, and they're all about this high. You know, you know, normal Mortys. They're like fifteen. Yeah. Put it what? in your blog. What do you mean? <laughs> I love that line. I absolutely <laughs> did. Uh, I really like the exchange between the cop Morty and the couple Mortys on the street when they're just like, "Ah, oh, geez," uh, you know, <laughs> he was just, "Ah, oh, geez," and they're just doing very stereotypical Morty lines in, in their conversation. Yeah, uh, what yeah. did what did what did you think of the uh oh, what was what was the nightclub called the oh uh, the creepy morty the creepy morty that was <laughs> that got that got real weird there for a yeah. little bit yeah uh real quick just about the odd G's little conversation I really I really like that from the cop morty's perspective like using 
using s- street slang <laughs> in, in order to seem like he was he was one of them, right? Right, exactly. Uh, more more training day. Uh, homages abound. Uh, but uh, okay, so the creepy Morty. <laughs> uh, I I don't this uh, I'm going to use Rick's advice. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> uh, too too much. Uh but but Big Morty, he he run that runs that place with an iron fist. Uh although it's it's just a figure of speech. He's not actually Big Morty. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh some of my favorite lines from the episode, I think, uh took place in the creepy Morty though. Uh, aside from seeing all the uh interesting varieties of Morty that that hung out in there. Uh, the, the dancing Morty that said, Hey, want to dance? Uh, one dance for 10, two for 25. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like a typical Morty thing. Like, come on, just get him back in his math class. Like, uh, and, and then when, when they're being given the money and cop Morty says, uh, think of him as a drug Lord and as us <laughs> as cops on his payroll, like, like, like he used zero metaphor whatsoever, just said exactly what was going on. Uh, yeah, and it yeah. just had me laughing every time I watched the episode <laughs> over. Uh, I, I, I liked when they're in the booth and uh, Big Morty kept saying more. Well, they kept saying Morty and the two bodyguards are like, you talking to us? Like, what? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that killed me. Um, I, so I really liked the part. So earlier they, they are looking, they're trying to track down the, the Morty town locos and um one of them tricks cop rick into you know plaguing on his his um sincerity i guess uh and then then stabs him in the back right right and i thought that was such a good way of, uh, at the end of that arc where a uh, cop morty is trying to is trying to do the same thing like oh grandpa rick uh, i want to i want to throw a ball i want to masturbate yeah. <laughs> like I just, trying, I just want to be a normal Morty. <laughs> trying to do that same thing, and by that point in time, uh, Cop Rick is 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 sees through it, right? He's already yeah, been through it once. He's he's figured it out. Um, and that, I, I, and, I thought that was I thought that that was really well done, and it kind of gave you know a beginning and an end to that arc as well. It, yeah, in in like it's it was all such a good self contained story. They they all are really uh, in like earlier in that convers earlier in that portion you know morty says to him you just it's there's nothing wrong with putting your faith in a morty you just have to pick the the right one and there's also another line uh about just morty's killing morty's and then it it circles back at the end and it says just rick's killing morty's and also uh you know i have i have faith in you i'm choosing you uh which we'll see thematically in later on in the episode yeah, uh, there's definitely some uh, social commentary uh, at work here. Definitely some things that that we could re- relate to current events. Um, and I, I don't think there's any uh, you know mistake in the writers using this episode to express some of their thoughts on on current events and even events that have been taking place over the last year. Because I know when this ep- this episode wasn't written in the last week, it, it was written months and months ago. So it's uh it's interesting to see some of how the things that we're seeing in the news were played out in this version of the Citadel. And uh, yeah, the, it's, it's definitely the most, I think politically charged episode yeah. of, of the series for sure. Ab- absolutely. And that's, and, and we're going to get into more of that. So thank oh, you yeah. for, 
Thank you for listening to Interdimensional RSS, the the social commentary extraction for Rick and Morty. Uh, all, right, all right, so n- that that was that was that was part one. That was part of Ricking Day. That was uh, that was one segment of Morty's, but they're not not all Morty's experience that that sort of seedy underbelly of a life. There's 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 another no, that, group. That's right. The the privileged Morty's they go to a different place, and that's where we get into the Stephen King. Parody, Stand By Morty. Uh, the coming of age tale where four Mortys head out on a search for the wishing portal. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't remember. I wrote that in. I don't remember what exactly that portal was called. I just typed wishing portal in there, but uh, I, so I may have gotten that wrong. We can, no, somebody no, can that, fact check me on that. That's right. No, the, it, they were looking for the wishing portal. That's, that's absolutely right, Travis. Yeah. Nailed it. All right, cool. <laughs> this isn't, this isn't uh, like fuck. <laughs> fuck summer it's not like that this is you know i just i i gotta i'm i gotta be on my toes now people people are paying attention brandon uh i thought this was really interesting uh we've seen throughout the course of the season every intro we see the uh the 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 private school morty's crawling out of that window and we didn't really have context so it was cool to finally get to know these characters we had we had bug morty uh was it bug he was lizard morty lizard we had uh, we had left-handed Morty or fat Morty. <laughs> uh, we had, we had the emotional or, or cool Morty that rolled his sleeves. Yeah. Dra- drama uh, Morty. Drama, drama Morty. Slick. Uh, and who was Morty number four? He, he had glasses. There was a glasses Morty. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and note about lizard Morty. He wasn't genetically engineered to be a chicken. Yeah. Let's, let's, throw, let's, let's throwing that out there. Let's get, let's get that straight from the top. Uh, but this was interesting. I don't know. I thought that the the school scene that they were in was was cool and kind of gave you an idea of how Mortys that were eventually destined to pair up with with Mortyless Ricks, how they're sort of recycled. There's even a recycle Morty sign on on a back wall uh, in yeah. the classroom. So uh, there was we did get a question from uh, somebody on Reddit about. Uh, whether or not this was confirmation uh, about Rick and Morty being the same person, because we see little Rick or large Morty uh, in this scene. <laughs> yeah, tall, tall Morty. Yeah. Tall Morty. That's right. Uh, I don't. I again don't know that this is uh like it was. Let me see. It was Christopher Stenvoy on Twitter that said that. Uh, yeah. He he asked if it was confirmation, and I don't. Especially after our conversation with Ryan Ridley last week, I almost feel like this is just an opportunity for them to make that joke. And and they're not really trying to say anything deeper than that. Is, I mean, what what do you feel about it, Brandon? Yeah, I I I think they're I think they're just making that joke. They're they're making enough like towing that line just enough to to keep people thinking that. I personally don't think that that theory is true, but uh, I think it's funny. Like uh, the whole, I think that part is just. He's just really, 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 really dumb, and because yeah. he's really, yeah. really, really, really dumb, he thinks he's a Morty, because Mortys are dumb. Like, <laughs> uh, so that that's why I don't think it's it's confirmation. But you know, somewhere down the line, maybe season season nine, there maybe there'll be some, some confirmation then, <laughs> one way or the other. Uh, I I didn't dislike this segment of the episode, but I definitely felt like it was the least powerful. Uh, yeah. maybe of, of the four segments that that we 
that we got to see. Uh, I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool seeing the Mortys sneaking into the Mega Seed farm and, and trying to nab some, some Mega Fruit. Um, I don't know. It was There was some cool parts in this, some good one-line like jokes that I thought were funny when uh, when they make the wish by the well for uh, incest porn to be more mainstream, yeah. uh, you know, for a friend. Like, uh, I, I was like, all right, the, that's different. Um, but I don't know what, what, what did you think overall about that, that uh, those scenes? Well, uh, well, well, a couple, a couple things. Uh, I saw someone on Reddit, uh, post this and I, I looked after watching the episode, but of course that's supposed to be Slytherin Rick or whatever Rick Snape from Harry Potter. Or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but when, when they're, when they're doing the initial intro, the montage intro, and they're walking to class and they're like walking in line and he's just standing in the middle of them holding the, uh, his like cane on the side. Mm-hmm. Very, very reminiscent of Pink Floyd's The Wall for another brick ding, in the ding, wall ding. part, part ding, two. Ding, ding. Yeah, I, I yeah. totally got that vibe as well. Yeah, and, and, and I, don't know, I don't know if they meant to do that reference, but just that multiple people felt that way says something, I, I think. Uh, well, and I, and think, I, I think that, that image of all of them being Mortys, so they, they really don't seem to have any uh, sense of individuality. They all seem just like cogs in a, in a machine. Yeah. And, and just that one sort of instructor that's watching over them, it, it definitely had sort of the undertones of, of Pink Floyd's Wall. Right, right. Uh, as, as for the rest of the segment, yeah, maybe Stand By Me wasn't, isn't a movie. Like, it's, a, it's a great movie. Go, good on you, Stephen King. He does. He likes to do these these stories with kids, with a group of kids, like Dreamcatcher or It, which which just came out. This oh my god, fucking that movie's awesome. Okay, uh, we might have to do an apathetic enthusiasm podcast just so you can talk about it. It's, it's so good, but uh, you know, just that whole coming of age story. I think you know it's it's inspirational in in you. They have like the kind of inspirational music in the background whenever the uh, drama Morty is is you know, going through his spiel. And then that whole part, the, the powerful part where he, they're all throwing their stuff, the, uh, the surfer necklace for lizard Morty, the panini maker. <laughs> like I wish for a million sandwiches and I, I get it's ironic or whatever. Uh, <laughs> and, and they're saying before he throws something in, like I, you know, I hope it's important. And then he says, I do too. And then he throws himself in to, to the trash, the trash portal yeah the trash portal uh like that 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 part i want to think more about that that particular scene but i don't know it won't be on this this podcast where i really figure out my thoughts on it but i I think i think that's really powerful for him to say them walking they're all walking through school they're just cogs in this wheel they're faceless they're unimportant and he as an individual wants to be important and he wants everybody to all the mortys to feel important um, right and and that as as we'll discuss uh once we get to this portion but the the ability for Morty's to feel important is something that eventually becomes sort of central to the entire episode and and really potentially the arc of the season so yeah. uh which which we will get to right after we talk about our next segment the Richurian Morty date Oh Ooh. no 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 we don't oh, no, we, oh, we're going to talk I about that last that's the last, that's last one. We we need to talk about Dog Day Richter Noon <laughs> or the alt title Ricking Down. <laughs> yeah. So for those one like I don't think Dog Day Afternoon is actually a, g- a good 
reference for that this particular segment but it was like it was the first thought i had uh but ricking down i think is a is a far better one i don't know if you've seen falling down with michael douglas yes i have many many moons ago but i have seen that so good directed by joel schumacher uh who then went on to direct the best batman movies um (laughs) but yeah uh so th- th- this was the one where we're st- we see Rick in a Willy Wonka-esque factory uh, working Simple to Rick. make... Putting those logos on the Simple Rick's wafers. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then he gets disgruntled. He ends up shooting his boss, and he takes the original Simple Rick hostage. Uh, and and this, is, this is sort of his, his way of uh, trying to somehow take control of his destiny. He's... He's unhappy. Uh, and, and I found this storyline really interesting, um, mostly because it brought up a question that I think I've always had about not only the Council of Ricks, but the Citadel itself. And, and it, it really was hammered home in this episode where we see a lot of Ricks doing very menial jobs. Yeah. And for me, I... I feel like that is at odds with who Rick is. And so for all of these Ricks to, you know, give up their, their Rickness and, and go into just, you know, working on a factory line or, or, or doing anything that, that we see a lot of these Ricks doing, uh, it just, it doesn't feel like a Rick thing to do. And so I'm, I don't know. How did you feel about that? How did you feel about these Ricks that have almost given up on who they really are? And and what and what benefit are they getting out of it? Yeah, uh, I I maybe maybe we should have saved this for last. It's it's weird because this one I think ties in to the, our next segment, the Rick Tree and Morty date, uh, which we know it's a we know that's the title of an episode later on in the season. We know, we, we know. know unity. We're not original. We get it. <laughs> okay. um, so they they all kind of tie in because one thought you know there's. There's Farmer Morty and there's Plum or no, sorry, uh, Farmer Rick. There's Plumber Rick. Uh, there's which which other uh, Factory Rick? Obviously, this is Factory Rick, and you know, in in the speech that Evil Morty gives, President Morty gives, you know, he talks about you know giving up. Uh, uh, I, I wrote I wrote this down, but it's all about like giving up who they are. They're in their individuality, but they're all the same. They have the same IQ. Uh, Rick's work for a fraction of boss's salaries, even though they have the same IQ. You know, I think that's, I mean, that's, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know I, how you, I, I how you think, let yourself I think it go, gets back, Rick. I think it gets back to the, like, fundamental reason that the Citadel exists, which was Rick's felt like they were the most important people in the universe. And so who else should they be around than other Ricks? And so they buy into the Citadel idea, but what ultimately ends up happening is they lose what makes them Ricks to begin with. And so this is why our, you know, Rick that we follow on the series, C-137, he doesn't buy into the Citadel. He, he doesn't want to have anything to do with it because he's the Rickest Rick in his, in his opinion. And, he he wants to do what a Rick is, you know, supposed to do, and so he's not going to go sacrifice that to, you know, stamp, you know, cookies or anything like that. He wants he wants to be who he is. Yeah. Um. It, and and I, I I guess I get that. 
Um, and obviously you have to, you have to allow there to be ricks that, that sacrifice that in order to make the community work. But it, I, I think it, it shows that they can only take so much. And, and this storyline is a great example of even, even though he is, he is, allowed him he's humbled himself to the point where he will just punch wafer cookies when when he decides to make that change and becomes the rick who he is meant to be he fashions a gun out of his his cookie stamp you know mechanism (laughs) and he's able to kill his boss he's able to sneak into where the original simple rick is being drained of his happiness fluids and 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 even negotiate with the uh, the police ricks and do all that stuff. So um, I don't know. I think I think fundamentally all of these ricks still have that thing within them, unless they're like a simple rick or they're you know like a, a doofus rick or something like that. But uh, for the most part, I think it shows that any of these ricks could potentially uh, do something bigger than than what they've let themselves become at the Citadel. Right. Yeah. I I mean, just the fact that that factory Rick is what I'm calling him has to ask for a portal gun as, as part of his ransom demands, you know, it says just how, how just un, how unempowered that's that, right. How powerless yeah. he, he is in this, in this society when he right. like at the very beginning in the montage, when he's on the train and he looks over and he sees like a rich Rick flying a flying car, just like drinking as, as they're flying, uh, you know, and you can see the, the, the sadness on on his face where he's like why am i not that guy we're we're the same guy why what does he have over me other than a status right because he's cool rick cool rick gets the job <laughs> that, even yeah, though he's cool. new to the citadel i think it's obvious uh, uh yeah have any questions also... <laughs> all right see you later i i also want to take this this time to talk about the the simple rick commercials uh both the one that we see at the beginning as well as the one at the end uh, oh. <laughs> with uh, Jeff Davis doing the voiceovers, the only non-Justin Roiland voices, I think, in the entire episode. Yeah. Uh, but I absolutely loved them. I love those commercials. Uh, initially, when the when the episode first started and we saw that Simple Rick's commercial, I thought we were going to a full interdimensional RSS or, or interdimensional cable sort of uh, yeah. episode where they're going to start, they're just going to bounce around the Citadel and show, like, crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, thankfully... We got the episode that we did, and then we get uh, the interdimensional cable, uh, Morty mind blow blowers or whatever next week. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I, yeah, I thought I thought too when they they started off with like the newscast that that they were going in that kind of interdimensional cable right esque direction. Uh, which which by the way, throwing that out there, how how funny was it with with the. Uh, I forget which dimension Rick it is, but the A, B, C, D. Yeah, it's Rick D, 716A, B, and C with the progressively worse facial disfigurations, uh, the worsening scar tissue. And I like how each uh, Rick has a bit of an issue with the subsequent Rick. Like, yeah. like A has an <laughs> issue with B, but A and B both look down on C. Uh, I, if there's a D, I, well, gosh, I feel bad for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, w- I wonder. I w- this is. We're not. I don't think we have an answer for this right now. But I wonder if all Ricks are kind of like that, where like the the B, C, D, so on and so forth, are just degenerative versions of that prime Rick. Yeah. The further you get out from the finite curve, it just 
yeah you know it gets worse and worse it's it's just like when they say that you know the the the, old, the younger kids in in a family or younger siblings just get progressively stupider ah yeah. i don't know if that's true either i don't uh, know i'm i'm an oldest child so <laughs> i'm middle i'm the middle kid um okay we have more to talk about uh, with that stuff, but I think I think we're gonna get to the big the big fish, the big one, the big the big deal here, the Rick Cherry and K- Morty date, uh, yes. Morty Morty for president, uh, which originally started out as a very unsuspecting storyline. I think the idea that you have a bunch of Ricks running for president with uh, an underdog Morty that that just wants to be out there and you know do his part for the for the Mortys in the Citadel. Um, I, th- I thought as it, for, for, for being an episode where they're like, this is the episode that we bring back evil Morty. Mm-hmm. They did a terrific job of not making it apparent right away that this is who you were seeing. They, they, they developed that, that arc very well so that little by little you could, you could predict, but it more and more throughout the episode you're like holy crap look at all the stuff that he's done uh to yeah. get into the place of power that he is yeah a- a- absolutely I-, I think i think i suspected it at the start i think maybe some people suspected it at the start just with this uh this overconfident morty who's telling his campaign manager not to worry not to worry about it right that, yeah. i mean that's that's that started the suspicion right off the bat for me uh and then when he's up on stage with with your favorite Rick juggling Rick, <laughs> um, and and uh, this the price of the Citadel is too damn high. Yeah, that was a, uh, so, some great Ricks up there on the stage for the debate. Uh, yeah, I, I thought I thought that was great, and and it finally gets to the point, and you know they they give they give Morty uh, a, I guess a difficult question, and they make fun of him by. Oh, here's my my retort, and then they fart at him. <laughs> um, right, you know, in, in the in the in the question that was asked was the number of di- displaced Mortys is soaring, Rick's satisfaction levels are plummeting, and the divide between the two groups is widening. And you know, after they after they make fun of him, he just turns to him and says, "Are you are you finished?" Right, just very very belittling, and then goes off into this this speech, which is it's a really good speech and it's and it's given in in a way that's both um hopeful but also sinister but there's there's so much there's there's so much sinister stuff because like it's um the speech is hopeful but it's it's juxtaposed with all these different scenes of of cop and rick morty and then uh also factory morty it i think where Rick's work for a fraction of boss's salaries, even though they have the same IQ. That's like this. That's the line that's juxtaposed with factory Rick shooting boss Rick. Right. right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, like the boss Rick is watching the speech as it happens. Yeah. 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 And, and, and saying, you know, Citadel's Citadel's problems are the Rick's and Morty's feeding on the Citadel's dead. Uh, and he had a message for the Rick and Morty's keeping alive. Uh, that, there's more Rick and Morty's that believe in the Citadel than the ones that don't, and you're outnumbered. Like, such an inspirational, it was inspirational speech. Very politically charged. Uh, it it was an interesting way for for Morty to gather people onto his side by 
creating an idealistic group of people that that believe in the Citadel and believe in what they're doing. And to a point where if you don't agree with this Morty, then you almost become the villain. Like, like he doesn't give people the opportunity to disagree with him because if they, if they don't, well, you're outnumbered and, and we're going to create the Citadel that, that we want that believes, you know, that there isn't this divide. So uh, obviously the, the speech did, did wonders to win the hearts and minds of Rick's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he ends up actually winning uh, as president. Uh, he oh. fires his campaign manager after although, that speech. Although, although it was close enough to, oh, wait, the election overall, he, it was close enough to trigger a recount. But Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, it wasn't a blowout, and then he hits the thing, and the, the <laughs> campaign manager is blown out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so here we get, after the campaign manager is fired, He's drowning his sorrows at a bar, and a secretive Rick provides him with a manila envelope that contains secrets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just look at the way that he's dressed. <laughs> uh, but these, as, as we discover in, in the final frames of the episode, the, these, this folder uh, shows that the, the, I'm sorry, the Morty who is running for president is in fact evil Morty, eyepatch Morty, yeah. and we, and we assume it explains everything that happened in the uh, season one episode where this Morty is controlling a Rick and, and doing all these, these nefarious deeds. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it, it's so, it, it, this goes back to uh, the, the Ricking day segment because it, same old story, Rick's killing Morty's. It's not the same story. And the, the wish that slick Morty wanted it's coming true. Things are things are changing, right? Uh, it's uh, even like shattering the grand illusion where they're where they're talking about in uh, the after factory Rick gets killed and they're it's a commercial again talking about shattering the grand illusion. <laughs> yeah, right. Like it's, all uh, like all these. What was it? It things. was like oh, I I wrote it down. Is it, uh, it was come home to the unique flavor of shattering the grand illusion. Come home to simple Ricks. <laughs> I was just like, that's, that's who I got to try those cookies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, and then again, nothing wrong with putting your faith in a Morty. You just got to pick the right one. And all these, all, all the, the population of the Citadel, they all, they've all put their faith in evil Morty. They don't know he's evil, but you know, it's, it's all there. Uh, and Absolutely. it's just, it's just so cool. And <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to get too political, but man, my my political stuff is is here. Like progressivism as as a vehicle for oppression. That's that's what I wrote in in my notes, right? I, I it's so interesting that yeah, you know, President Morty is using this whole let let let's come together, let's come together, uh, to to get that power where he's just going to, you know, use it now to oppress people, right? He's in that position now. Very and, very possible, yeah. And it's very the whole episode is like super like anti-communist. It's it's like it I guess the Citadel Ricks in general is is kind of a, this communist idea where they're all the same, everyone's the same, they all have the same skills and abilities, uh but they're on equal playing ground. Like but but still, we see like the proletariat uh, as you know, farmer Rick, plumber Rick, and such, so on and so forth, and the bourgeoisie, uh, which is like cool Rick and boss Rick, and uh, the the folks who actually run the citadels of Rick, like 
God. Yeah, what was it? Was it like fashion fashion market Rick? <laughs> yeah. And the, there's definitely yeah. like a Steve Jobs Rick back there, and the the Charlie and the or the Willy Wonka Rick, and all all those guys back there. Yes, I, it's just I don't. Okay, I won't I won't go anymore. But this is the closest I've been to on this podcast, like trying to be like film school again. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's so much you can take from this episode beyond just, it's a Rick and Morty episode about tales in the Citadel and evil Morty. Absolutely. Like it, it's far, yeah. it's far, far deeper than um, episodes have come before it. I think. Yeah. I, I would agree with you. I think it, I think it can continues the dark theme that season three has promised. Um, some, some of the things that uh, are dealt with here are, are, are not, laughing matters and and realistically if you look if you look at them through the lens of rick and morty you can kind of you can kind of joke with them but when you consider some of the stuff that's being displayed in this episode and how it reflects uh current life in our country and i'm sure around the world uh it it becomes very sombering and very uh i don't know it's the the realities of it uh come forward a little bit more so Uh, I want to, I mean, we talked, we've talked about social commentaries. Um, obviously Dan Harmon, if you listen to Harmon town, he is, he is not afraid to make political statements. And I definitely think that this was an opportunity for him and maybe the rest of the writing staff to, to get some of their ideas out there using this, this vehicle that they, uh, have with Rick and Morty. And I think it was done very well. And many people have said that this is their, their favorite Rick and Morty episode. Um, so yeah, I don't know. What, yeah. Final final thoughts. Let's let's talk about favorite bits. I, we we were able to sprinkle most of them in, but were there any additional bits that that didn't get covered, Brandon? That that you thought were particularly exceptional? Uh, I I I think there are. I, I it's there's comedy in this episode, Absolutely. but that's that's not what I that's not what I've left with. That's like, not I, the takeaway. Sure. Th- yeah. Yeah. Like. Like a power vacuum. Somebody I read on on Reddit, and and I agree with it. The whole, you know, and and Ridley mentioned it in on our interview. The whole like filling in a power vacuum that the destruction that that Rick's done. Rick has destroyed the the Citadel of Ricks, and uh, all these all these Mortys are are you know refugees that are piling into the Citadel, and it's created this this vacuum. In you know, just rewind a little bit uh, mid two thousands. You know the whole power vacuum in Iraq. That's a thing. Democratic elections, like this, it's a thing. It's a thing that happened. It's a thing. Yeah. It's 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 history, and it and it's allowed Evil Morty to become president. Yeah, and and I I did find it interesting, uh, just how much when we did get the two clips at the beginning and the end, uh, how much C one thirty seven Rick has completely blown off. The validity of the Citadel of the Ricks. He said that anyone that cares about them uh, is just wasting their time, and that they're definitely not going to impact them in any way, shape, or form moving forward. Yeah, that's anyone clear? Those... That's clearly foreshadowing of of what what is yet to come uh, and, on the rest of the season. It, yeah, he he says anyone continuing to explore a Citadel is either stupid or one of the millions being held hostage by their terrible ideas. There you and go. then, <laughs> and then they end with. Uh, that place will never have any bearing over our lives ever again. Let's let's go to Atlantis every week. Yep, for that mermaid puss. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that mermaid um, puss. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna jam through a couple of notes that okay. I 
Thing, things that cracked me up. One of the things was when uh, Junkie Rick was making bootleg portal fluid and uh, <laughs> and was killed in his own portal. I thought the the art in that moment was exceptionally done. Um, every time they were having a conversation between either Rick's or Morty's, and they realized that they're all the same age and all at the same point in their lives, even though <laughs> yeah. their lives are vastly different. Every time they did that, I, I was cracking up. Um, yeah, and then I think that was it. That oh, was yeah. everything else. Everything else we talked about and jug- juggling Rick. I uh, yeah, that's that's, that's, that's my new that's you're, my new guy. Your man, <laughs> uh, pitching the policeman's ball to a black teenager. Thought that was a good good line. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Unity. I you guys are awesome. And as soon as this episode finished, we were inundated with tweets, and we posted on our subreddit and got a ton of great feedback. So thank you guys for. Uh, uh, Brandon, I don't know what kind of uh, pantomime you're doing. Over yeah, that was there, in. That was in undated. In undated. In <laughs> in undated. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I want to run through some of these really quick. Uh, over from our subreddit. Uh, subreddit. Na- Reddit names are crazy, but I'm gonna do my best here. Fark Hipov says uh, it's definitely the darkest episode yet. Nick the Infamous thought this was the best episode of the series. Did not see the plot twist coming at all. Uh, PKaz1234567289. <laughs> Definitely interesting seeing more of the Citadel. Uh, it's Kristen Leto, finally in Evil Morty. Still hate Tammy, though. Uh, Deuce, haven't been this excited over a series since Mr. Robot, and so lucid. Honestly, all I can think about is that sweet mermaid puss. That sweet, uh, sweet mermaid puss. <laughs> thanks, to, thanks to everybody that that shot us stuff over on Reddit. Um, I I, I do want to say because I'm afraid we're gonna get into listener suggestions and miss this, but the way that they, even though it became very obvious when after Morty had killed everybody else in that boardroom, but the way that they brought that same music back from the end. Yeah. Of season one when with when they showed Evil Morty. Uh that was that was just a brilliant touch. And and I love that that's sort of his theme music and that I don't know, like as they as they zoom out and like that music confirms it, but then they also show the files and that confirms it. It just that final shot was was so excellent and uh one of my one of my favorite of the series, I think for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and like the, the hole in the head where like you can see the background through the hole in the head. As as everything's floating, so, so right, cool. and, yeah. then, and, then, and and just all the bodies of all the people that were sort of pawns in yeah. in Evil Morty's uh, rise to power, including that really including cool. Secret Rick, of course. He was That's in right. he was one of those bodies, trench coat and all. Uh, I just I just want to make this last point, and it's you know rewind everybody to my video game episode, uh, <laughs> and and bringing all these antagonists together. Tammy with with Phoenix person at at the the, the end thing, what what do we call it? End envelope, the second half of the envelope, whatever. Yeah. The oh the post credits tag, uh, and then and now now evil Morty is president. Like, you know, and then of course uh Morty's mind blowers next week. I I mentioned uh, you know Rick recording memories. So <laughs> I'm just th- I'm just throwing out there. I'm not. I'm I should be a writer is what I'm saying. All right. The second, second or third job uh, for, for Brandon writing on the show. Yeah. All right, folks, uh, let's, let's get into our last segment. It's time for listener suggestions and short outs. Uh, Brandon, yeah. we had uh, a 
ton of folks reaching out to us. We we talked about the uh, the tweets, but uh, what first? Let's start with with the, our 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 patron for the month. Yeah. Uh, very special shout out to Shut Up Casey who hit us up with a a fifty dollar uh, sponsorship for the month. So, yeah. I mean, thank you, Casey. You're hell yeah. the man. You co- you covered our hosting fees for the month. So uh, <laughs> hell, hell yeah. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. And we will get you all those rewards and more. Not more. Not more. You just get the rewards I, we talked about. You just get you just get you get the pre established <laughs> rewards. But but everybody else uh that is checking out the page, Patreon, uh, you know, just thanks. Appreciate appreciate the help. Uh all right. From Twitter, uh I talked about Christopher Steinvold's confirmation of Morty growing into Rick. Yep. Uh, Chuck Punch hit us up right after the episode was done, uh, and he had three thoughts. Uh, he thinks that the evil president is C-137 Morty. Uh, I, I disagree. Uh, I'm sorry, but I do. Okay. Uh, uh, he also thinks that the cop Rick will end up helping C-137 Rick uh, in the future. I don't know. What do you, th- what do you think about that, Brandon? Um. Well, let's go ahead and add the, the last part of that, which is we won't see either of them in t- for the rest of the season. Um, I, I don't know. I, I had that thought about uh, Cop Rick, um, who is like the, the good the good Rick. Uh, there's, a, there's this movie uh, called Colors, uh, which is, I mentioned it earlier, but Robert Duvall is like the, the grizzled veteran. And then uh, Sean Penn is the the one who's like the rookie. By the end of the movie, mm-hmm. Sean Penn is like the grizzled vet- veteran. So if any, like we can either see it go that Cop Rick, we never see him again, or Cop Rick becomes the grizzled veteran, or he's like the one who's like doing a Serpico and he's trying to take out. <laughs> he's trying to he's trying to take care of business in the department. Uh, but uh, the we won't see the, either of them for the rest of the season. Episode ten is the Rick Tran Morty did, and the tag for that is Rick goes up against the president. So maybe I'm, I, I'm inclined to think we will definitely see Evil Morty again before the end of the season. Just yeah. just a hunch, just a hunch, just a, uh, just a hunch. Quick thanks to all the other peeps that uh, thought to tweet us as soon as the show was over, including Terry Wolf, Robin Slim, Jerry Young, Brian Buck, Stephen. Kanua? Steven. Cunt. Steven. And Eric Paulson. <laughs> yeah. uh, thanks to everybody who hit us up on Twitter. Uh, what up on Facebook, Brandon? Uh, oh, over on Facebook, our friend Sire Dark, he, he, he sent us, uh, he sent a post. What's the over under on tonight's episodes having anything to do with Atlantis at all? Uh, yeah, that, he, no- he sent that prior to the episode. Yeah. If he had sent it afterwards, it would be far less impressive. Uh, but yeah, he definitely called it uh, that. The Atlantis thing was a ruse, that it was a, a diversion, if you will, yeah, uh, and a great one at that. So, so props to you, Sire Dark, for for your yeah astute observation. <laughs> and and I made this point to you when we were talking about it about you know it having nothing to do with Atlantis, and I and this brings us to like this is the first episode of the the show that has not focused on C-137 Rick and Morty, right? And and that says a lot about the intro being different and the fact that there's not an intro and it's just Joe Walsh and the Eagles with in the city. Um, and, and so for us, 
like the fans, we want to know more about Evil Morty, and we want to have this kind of serialized stuff. But C one thirty seven Rick and Morty, they just wanna they just want to keep having their adventures. They just want to have their wacky right. zany adventures with, yeah. with their mermaid puss. Uh, <laughs> and and so yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with Atlantis, but it doesn't have anything to do with Atlantis for us. Sure, sure, like absolutely, yeah. I and 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 I I'm glad you brought up that fact that this was a time where we really didn't focus on the titular characters that we've we've always. I mean, obviously Rick and Morty's abound but it's not our rick and morty yeah uh, and so i thought that was a really interesting way of going about it and i don't know it's it's, it's risen to the top in uh <laughs> classic episodes for the series yeah it it, it definitely has uh real, real quick thought I, I meant to say this for for chuck punch's tweet for the evil morty stuff uh people have asked us to actually talk about like the evil morty theories and i, and I would like to talk about the evil morty theories but we don't have time this episode uh, I think that's a really good conversation for us to have if we don't see Evil Morty again this season to talk about after the season's over. So I want to throw Absolutely. that out there. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll we're, continue we're, the conversation. We're, we're, we got so much content. We're, we're slinging tent left and right here. So <laughs> so uh, we'll definitely have plenty of time to talk about Evil Morty in yeah. the off season. Yes. Uh, finally, uh, we have a review that we want to thank Duke F. and Wayne for. Uh says he loves a podcast. Thank you for putting the podcast together. Uh, I know a lot of work and time must go into it, and I certainly appreciate that. If you are a fan of the show, you must add this to your weekly rotation. Uh, we're glad to agree with, with Duke, F, and Wayne. Uh, and thank you to everybody who comes back every week that downloads and subscribes to the podcast. We, we can't, we, it, we, we and Brandon could have these conversations for an hour every week, but it's a lot funner having this conversation with all of you, Unity. So thank you so much for for being a part of the show and Brandon this I'm I'm giving it to you your, your final opportunity before we get out of here anything else you want to you want to say I I have nothing more to say Travis uh other than I appreciate everyone listening week to week and go check out for the damaged coda by blonde redhead for that Yeah make it amazing. make it make it your <laughs> make it your ringtone or something I don't know yeah. All right folks until next week thank you for listening I'm Travis I am Brandon, and we'll see you next time. See ya.